0: You're listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson, the podcast that tells you what it really takes to build a business and the simple steps to get you there. I'm determined to share with you the reality of easy, simple business marketing tips to make passive income so that you can start making money online. Making Money Online is sponsored by Nicola J. Rowley PR helping entrepreneurs and brands get visible through strategic storytelling. If you're serious about being seen and impacting the lives of others, harnessing the power of PR is the best way to grow and scale your business. Visit njrpr.com for more details and read Nicola's best-selling book, The Power of PR. Hello and welcome to this week's podcast. Today, we're going to talk about something that's really topical, has been topical really for the past six to eight months in the news, And that's really about flexible working in the normal corporate workplace and how it's not good enough and why so many people are turning to having their own businesses because actually the salary expectations for parents going back into work and the childcare costs simply do not match. It's become a problem that you've seen lots of people marching on the streets about recently bills trying to be passed in Parliament and it is a big issue and so many of the people I talked to started their business because of it. One of those is Claire Tebbett. Claire is with me today. Um, so Claire, her, her business that she has now is she helps ambitious people to kind of scale their service-based businesses using marketing metrics to create their marketing strategy. We all know how important metrics are and we will get into that a little bit further in this podcast. But first of all, Claire, what I wanted to ask you is, why didn't it work for you? Like, Tell us your story of why you had to leave your really good marketing job. Hello, thank you for having me. No
1: Um, It didn't work for me. I worked um, in a marketing agency and working in a marketing agency is very fast-paced. It's it's part of the reason why I loved working in a marketing agency. No two days were the same. It was always challenging. It was always exciting. But I also wanted to have a family. I actually struggled to conceive my daughter and had to have fertility treatment. Obviously, I was over the moon to be pregnant, went off on maternity leave, requested flexible working for when I returned. And I was I was actually missing work after about three months of maternity leave. I mean, it was a job I really loved. Um, and they said that I could go back for four days. So they think, okay, that's probably going to be the same workload, just squeezed down into four days and only getting paid for the four days, but we'll give it a go. And yes, that's exactly what it was. And um, a lot of my clients were in London. I wasn't London based. So I, was lucky if I saw my daughter at all you know three or three days out of the working for and it was at that point that I was told as well that I couldn't have any more children so I decided that I would leave the marketing agency so that I could spend more time with my daughter while she was growing up. Well because you thought it would be the last time that you were doing it. Or to, yeah I thought it'd be the only opportunity I'd get so I did I, I left still wanted to do something so I took a job at a photography studio because photography was a passion of mine. And then I decided though that I wasn't done with having children. I really definitely wanted another one. So I looked into donor egg treatment and decided that I was going to go abroad and have donor egg treatment. So got it all booked in. I was off to the Czech Republic um, and they needed a consultant here in the UK to liaise with. And the day I had an appointment, with the consultant in the UK, I found out I was pregnant naturally. naturally. <laughs> so yeah. <in> <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which was amazing. I kind of defied every single medical test I ever had, fertility wise. So obviously I was over the moon, and that was just four months after leaving my job in the marketing agency. So yes, that was fabulous. So I went on and had um, a little boy, and and then I decided I was going to set up my own photography business, which I did whilst the kids were young, but then I wanted to return to my roots of marketing. You know, my first passion, work-wise, and what I trained for, and I spent many years working in.
0: But the flexibility just wasn't there. Um, so you could, so I looked, Did you look for jobs that had like flexible working and that you'd be able to maybe have childcare?
1: Yeah. So I looked for um, obviously marketing jobs. And marketing, I had had a brief spell client side previously before kids but it, it wasn't for me because it it wasn't for me it wasn't fast-paced enough so and I, and I really just loved being in a marketing agency and working with different clients um, and having different challenges so I looked for another marketing agency role that was flexible but there just weren't any or if you know the, the most that they would go to is four days a week which isn't that flexible actually which isn't that flexible and <laughs> I know that's five days work squeezed into four and in a marketing agency you're quite often doing seven days in five as it is so yeah I just couldn't I couldn't find any and in terms of flexible jobs the only really truly flexible jobs I could find were working in in retail and obviously that wasn't what I trained for wasn't what I was experienced in and and quite frankly doesn't pay doesn't pay enough money I was I prior to having kids, I was the main breadwinner in the family. So I needed to earn a decent amount of money. So that is why I went self-employed. That is why I started. It's up such my a shame, isn't
0: it? It's such a shame that there's all of these women out there that have these brilliant skills, like in whatever they did, like you were really well trained in marketing. You had all this experience, but simply because you had children, you couldn't go back into a workplace that you were really good at and that you enjoyed because it just didn't, Work flexibly, you either had to choose between seeing your kids or having a job. And often, what we've found is when people do find some kind of flexible working, the salaries for that flexibility it, 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 you can't do it because the childcare is so much more. I remember when I first went back into work, that my childcare bill for twins was two thousand pounds from five months old, £2,000 a month, I got paid £2,100 a month. And that was full time. So if I went flexible and went down to four days, I would actually be just simply working to put them in childcare. What's the point of that?
1: Uh, yeah,
0: I know. It's, it's madness
1: because kind of you, you brought up expected, well, you're, you kind of brought up and encouraged to, you know, go out, get a career You know, I know, get married, have kids if you're going to do everything the traditional way around, and you can have it all. But I think although things are improving slowly in terms of flexibility, it's still nowhere near where it needs to be. And as you said, especially with the childcare costs, it just makes it so hard for women to return to work or for parents, you know, to return to work doing a something they love, B earning the money they deserve and, and need to earn, and so you getting to spend time with their families.
0: It's so true. And the good thing that's come out of that, I suppose, is that there are so many women that, because they had no choice, started up their own businesses and are now absolutely thriving, you being one of them. And, you know, I have lots of clients who... They, they probably wouldn't have chosen to start their own business by choice because they liked what they did, but they were forced into it. And actually, it's the best thing that ever happened to them. But we never know that until right, later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you started up this business. Um, you went back into like starting up marketing. Having not had your own business before, what were some of the challenges when you, because obviously you knew about the marketing side of things, but you didn't know about yeah. how to start a business side of things. So what was that like?
1: Yes, so what well, when I first so the first business was in the photography business. So and I kind of thought, well, I'll get a Facebook page, you know, get a logo. Uh, that'll be enough. Pretty pictures of pretty babies, you know, that that will be enough. And to begin with, it kind of was because I had young children. I was going to all like the the nursery groups, and I had you know the NCT lot who and words of mouth. But once that dies down. You, you need more you need you know you need more than the kind of the the children in the village group so i actually suddenly thought oh gosh actually i do need to employ my marketing skills here and think about what i'm going to do and plan and it was only when i started doing that and actually kind of investing in my business and treating it as a business rather than a hobby which i do think that for a lot of parents when they think okay right i'm going to be forced to set up my own business now or see they turn to either something that they love a passion which is what I did initially with photography or, or something that they know so say for instance if i would gone straight into marketing it's something that I know but quite often they think oh it might be just a case of setting up a social media profile and a logo. They play at it a little bit. Yeah it's only when you're kind of run through the goodwill of everybody that you realise actually no I do need to treat this properly as a business.
0: So when Um, you started treating it properly as a business what were the first couple of things you did?
1: Well I did I wrote a plan I wrote a a marketing plan I well that's not strictly true actually the first thing I did was I set my goals I thought right okay what do I actually need and want to achieve here because I wanted to work around my children I wanted to be able to take them to and from school I mean I did put them into breakfast cup and things like that because actually really enjoy working but I wanted to have flexibility to be able to take them to that and pick them up from school Um, and I needed to earn a certain amount of money so I started there as my goals and then broke them down and thought right what do I need what do I need to do in order to hit those goals so then I put my plan wrote a plan Um, and I started off with I wrote a year's plan first and then I broke it down into 90 day chunks and then went about actioning it and I feel like I was very lucky because I did have obviously the marketing background to do that but lots of lots of parents out there starting a business won't have won't have that
0: yeah and I think it's the biggest thing like obviously I talk about strategy all the time it's the thing that I believe business strategy is the most important thing it's the one thing that really We should take from corporate and use. And yet in online businesses, because we want to get away from everything corporate, we often don't have a strategy, but you still need it. You can't get away with not having it. You can wing it for a bit, but eventually it's going to come and you're going to realize you need it. And I think it's really important. And lots of people don't have it. And when they do, it changes everything. They suddenly realize that with a plan, they can implement because otherwise, you're just spraying and praying and you're trying a load of stuff and you're hoping it works, but you don't really even know because you're not evaluating what's working and what's not working. And that's part of the problem. Exactly. I do find as well
1: that quite a few people, they might actually get as far as the plan, but then the two most important things they don't implement it and they don't review it. Um, So they don't know how they're doing against their plan. They don't know if they need to change their plan or whether the plan's working brilliantly and I don't know, but they, yeah, they don't action it or, or review it. And that's where obviously the metrics come in.
0: I think the metrics are so important. So I was one of those people, if we're completely honest about it, that I don't like metrics. And so lots of people don't. <laughs> so at the beginning, I was like, oh, I don't really want to to do the numbers. Yeah, I'm all right about counting how much money I've made. I don't really want to do any of the other numbers. And then when I got an ops manager in, when Zoe came in and started working with me, she was like, what are your metrics? What's your data for this launch? What's your data for this? What's your data for this marketing? And I was like, I don't know. She was like, how can you even know what you're doing then? If you don't know what your metrics are, how do you know where the gaps are? (laughs) I don't know. And now I'm like, my business is completely run by metrics alone. which is yeah which is obviously uh, well in my opinion what what it should be
1: and I know it's um, one of the top things that uh, business owners are focusing on especially for next year with the current economic climate that we're in Um, all the marketing that you do you need to know that it's working as hard as it can you need to be making sure that you're um, putting your resources and your energies into things that are going to work and if there's areas that you can tweak so for instance you obviously got your funnel and if you're improving things just slightly along every stage of your funnel then that's all going to add up and make a huge change rather than just a small incremental changes yeah the sum is greater than the parts they say yeah absolutely
0: so true so when you're working with somebody so let's say somebody comes and says to you look I need I need help with my marketing Um, I don't know if I'm doing the right things what are the first things that you help them with Okay, so the first thing I do
1: is just check with them what their goals are. And then I will do um, an audit on where they are now. So I'll review all their activity. So um, every business is different, but as a, for example, I'll look at their website in terms of obviously their traffic, where the traffic is coming from, where the traffic's dropping off, the quality of the traffic. I'm check the quality of the traffic by looking at where that traffic goes to on the website, what the bounce rate is, um, what the conversion rate is from traffic to lead. I'll look at their emails in terms of click-through rates, open rates, bounce rates again, growth of the list of their email list. I'll look at conversion rates. I'll look at return on investment. And if they've got all that information, I'll then also look at cost per acquisition by, by traffic source. I hope I'm not sending you to sleep already. No, I, I
0: think the, the amazing thing about this is that most people will go, okay, well, I I know what you know, I know what my metrics are, I know what my conversion rate is on a launch, and I know where I'm getting the majority of my clients. But there is actually so many things to measure that we don't think
1: about. Exactly. So lots of people look at, as you say, at the basic metrics, but then they don't dig deep enough. They don't. I like. Comparing it to digging for gold. Um, like where is the gold in your marketing? They've got to dig deeper in the metrics to find that gold. And as I said, if you look at like every step of the funnel, okay, so you, for instance, you might be getting loads of people through to a landing page to sign up for a challenge. But then where is all that traffic from the landing page coming from? And if you could just improve one of them by one percent, that could have a huge impact on your bottom line. Yeah. You've got it's to keep keep point. digging. There's
0: yeah, there's all, always more to dig for. And so too, One of the things when we're doing a launch with a client and they say, oh, I'm not sure why it's not working. I'm like, well, let's just look. If you look at a funnel, it's quite easy to look at where it's failing um, if you just look at the metrics. So if you look at how many people are coming into the top of the funnel and then how many people are coming into a challenge, how many people signed up for that challenge, how many people turned up live, like these gaps in between is where the gold is. So if you're looking at, how many people were in a masterclass and then how many people looked at a sales page. And then from the sales page, how many people bought? Like if you've got a thousand people looking at a sales page and one person has bought, you know, the sales page is the problem. Like it's quite easy to see where the issue is. And yet people don't look at these things. They assume it's because they've not got enough people at the top end. And sometimes it is that a lot of times it is that, but often it's they're not converting who they do have. Yeah, exactly.
1: that. Exactly. that, And I just find it fascinating because quite often when I start working with people, they tell me they know where their paying clients are coming from because, for instance, they see they've run some, some Facebook ads and they see that lots of their traffic into their challenge is coming from Facebook ads. So they've assumed that the people buying are coming from their Facebook ads. But that isn't always the case. Quite often isn't the case. Quite often, they feel a challenge with those people, but they're not the people that are purchasing.
0: Yeah. And so they might not even need to use the Facebook ads and that can exactly. save them a lot of money. Exactly. Amazing. So what's next for you? You always have a plan. What is your next plan? Like, are you going to continue to just scale your company um, and help more people to have marketing plans? Or have you got courses that you're going to do? What kind of things you've got coming up?
1: Yeah. So at the moment, I'm working one-to-one with people. Next year... March 2023 I am launching a group container I hate the word container um, <laughs> but I haven't decided actually what format it's going to be in yet but I'm going to be helping more people understand metrics and how That's to amazing. use them and how, how to use them and and they're not scary I know lots of you yourself Lisa, have said you know, not you don't really like numbers but numbers where yeah aware the gold is, is. um because they tell you the story because marketing is all about connecting with people ultimately and the numbers help you do that because they help you see what's working what's can what's basically making your ideal client Fine. act in the way you want yeah, act yeah. In the way you want them to and the numbers are telling you that and you want more people t- to connect with you so look at your numbers
0: the metrics have grown on me I now see metrics as quite sexy because it means they are. they are because it means I can I can pretty much know exactly how much money I'm going to make because of those metrics so I like them <laughs> yeah <laughs> and you know which bit of your funnel to turn up or to turn down or, or exactly whatever. that <laughs> Oh well I look forward to seeing what that container is going to be all about it's so good that you'll be helping more people with metrics because I do think that's needed in this industry more people need to start thinking of their businesses like real businesses not just online businesses there is a difference there we bringing out something in January to help people to really start thinking of their businesses as an actual business rather than just um, hobbies. So if somebody wants to come and check you out and see how you can help them, where is the best place for them to find you?
1: Okay, they can find me on Instagram at Claire Tebbit online. Claire is without an I. Um, and I also have a quiz where you can find your marketing gold, which they can find on bit.com. Lee forward slash where's the gold? I love where's that. the gold is camel case. And if you don't know what camel case is, it's initial caps at the beginning of each word. So capital W for where's, capital T for the capital G for gold.
0: I didn't know that was called camel case. Yeah, camel case. I've learned something. Use that term. <laughs> <laughs> We will put all of those links in the show notes as well. Thanks for being here with us today, Claire. And my thank- pleasure. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back next week with some more information on how you can be making money online. Thank you for listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson. If you'd like to get hold of my guide to launching, go to lisajohnson.com forward slash launch and let's get you making money online.